Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water and water life science. We're going to be soon, starting our 13th year. And I want you to know the reason I started this radio talk show way back in time is I could see where there was a crisis going on throughout the whole planet Earth with water, and people were not taking it serious. That was quite a long time ago, and I thought I might make some impact. I don't think I did enough. We have a lot of water charities, a lot of water... uh, dot coms, dot orgs, and a lot of things going on, and celebrities wanting to get their name involved in the crisis of water and what's going on with water all over the world. But I've noticed something I'm not doing a very good job at. I'm not getting you to realize how serious it is about water. It's something I was listening to somebody else on a show the other day. And they were going on and on and on about all these words about the body and water and, and, and yes, and some atmosphere and some, uh, I could go on. But sadly, you wouldn't understand it, how serious it is about water on the planet. On this planet Earth, without a water, you're not going to live. Today, your wireless phone isn't going to work. You will not be able to fly a plane. Water on this planet is critical. It's in a crisis. It can't be more serious. Now, I'm going to take you on a trip again, and I won't ever give up on this hike with these descriptions and this algorithm. On this planet, we had around the planet millions of years ago, for some reason, in the solar system, the planet that we are on was, became vulnerable to water somehow throughout the solar system because there was this blue ring around, clear around the planet with water in it but it hadn't dripped yet. For some reason, the solar system's influence was doing this, but this planet began that development. One time at one moment, a drip happened, and I call that evaporation, from evaporated, that one spot, And the drip came down, and then as the many, many years of millions of years, drip, 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 we call it rain. And really remember always, words are an invention. The invention of the beginning of a description of something with a word. And we're taking advantage of it today with the word algorithm because of the Internet and search engines. If you type in, and you look up the crisis of water, 
you will find out how serious this is. This is an emergency. We cannot take it more serious because we're behind. Those organizations that say they want to catch up have no more, cannot cut up to nothing. Now, when I started water research well over 30-odd years ago, about 35 years ago, I decided to study the water of the human body living with the water of the atmosphere. I was startled that what had happened in the medical field is they left behind the study of that and went about our, our, our diseases and our, our symptoms in a different direction than the word water evaporation. Now, I'm going to take you on that hike again and remind you. The earth began to have water coming down called rain. And it pounded and it pounded and it pounded in different parts of the earth and went into the center of the earth. You can picture them in your mind like a cave, but they're called aquifers. Then it would fill up that aquifer cave and come to the top and have a puddle, a pond, a stream, a river, and then go to a lowest point on the planet to the ocean and become an ocean. That atmosphere called air, you look at it as what you're breathing, became water immediately, or it would not have begun to develop any life. It had to have a communication from the water, the soil, and the life of the water to the air called water vapor atmosphere. That water vapor of the atmosphere lives with and is healthy with how much water, fresh water, is on the surface of the earth. If you don't have enough fresh water and healthy soil and healthy mountains and healthy trees, you're going to start having unhealthy atmosphere to breathe. And all life on earth has to breathe. It's like in your state of California, and I said it for years, When the soil starts becoming sand, it becomes a spark plug. It's got to be atmosphere healthy. The whole state of California has to be atmospheric water vapor healthy from the water on the surface, fresh water on the surface in California, to not have so much sand. It's got to have soil and soil feeds to the atmosphere, the atmosphere feeds to the soil, and then you have a healthier life of human life and species that live there. And if not, and it, in, that what happens with sand, it's a spark plug to lightning, to anything, unhealthiness. Now, around the world, we have crisis of water in many places even in the United States where we have so much water. What's happened here, we didn't take it serious, and we're not looking at this crisis. Now, the crisis of the fresh water to drink is vital. You must be drinking 
You must take the baby home and begin to feed the baby water, not just milk. And that baby, when it was born, would not have been born if it didn't have a percentage of water per organ. Each organ must have a percentage of water. Then when that baby comes out into the water vapor atmosphere, and that water vapor atmosphere keeps that baby alive until it over-evaporates to dehydration to death with a disease or whatever, that baby, that baby needs to survive and battle and fight any disease, any symptom, and it's going to be the water in the body that's going to be a tributary to it. If that baby is not going to drink a lot of water and doesn't like the taste of water, you're in trouble. You must find a way that that baby is attracted to water and you're attracted to water. You must take serious, as you should your planet Earth, must be drinking water, but you must be drinking at least 8 to 10 8-ounce glasses of water a day. And there's a way to drink it. Don't sip it. You've got to drink the whole glass at once. And when you drink that whole glass, it gives your body a chance to absorb. And it makes decisions for you. Always remember, you need to assist your body, but it makes decisions for you. Water is primary. They found it out with Ebola. They started drinking a gallon of water. It worked. People caught in caves. You've heard about it. They, didn't, they drank water and survived. They didn't have food for sometimes two and three weeks. You've heard the stories of where water saved people's lives. We're hearing it now with stroke and heart disease and other diseases. You must drink water. That is your most important nutrient. Why is water in a crisis on the planet? If you don't have water, the planet's not going to live. And disease will keep continuing getting out of control. It will. You'll become full of, you'll be contagious to other people because you're not drinking enough water. Think about that. You want to help this earth be healthy. You need to drink water. Something to do, do, go to your type in Mayo Clinic on water and preventing heart disease, heart attacks. It's, you're going to find, look at water and preventing heart attacks and strokes. You're going to find that it is the magic. Besides having good nutrition, breathing prop exercises, moderate exercise, and good sleeping habits. It's vital. But water is the primary of everything. There's nothing more important in your everyday life to, pre- to get behind your um, politics, let's call it. I get so tired of politics. People are so politics. But the leaders that you elect, that I elect, must get behind as a primary focus, water. Everything else comes second. Uh, today we're going to have Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrick on here, and I'll be introducing her here in a minute. I'm really excited about it. I think she's going to teach us a lot about some of the extraordinary things that she knows about your health and and some tips that maybe are secrets to what we haven't been learning. 
We're going to listen to our sponsor first with Nature's Tears I Missed. With just a mist. Nature's Tears I Missed is 100% water. It's a tissue culture water. It's a trade secret. The water, it will supplement dry eye. What does the word dry mean? Lack of water. It means lack of moisture. It means dry. The surface of your eye is 99% water. And when you're born and that eyelid opens, that water begins an evaporation and the water vapor of the atmosphere helps to supplement it. But when that water vapor of the atmosphere changes and you're over-evaporating, and there are no two eyes alike, two fingerprints, your, your evaporation of water of the body determines your life choices and style. Nature's tears I missed doesn't run the cosmetics. It is exciting. It works. It'll eventually be all over the world. It's in China, in Korea, and other countries. The patents have been approved all over the world. We now believe that once you're beginning to understand, you need to eye mist every day. Add that to your routine to help your vision impairment, hopefully in time, to be able to supplement the nutrient to be able to prevent blindness, which dry eye does cause blindness. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist, that dry eye solution. We'll be back with Dr. Mary Jo Boldbrook. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Bulbrick, are you with us? Yes, I am. 
Well, thank you. I want to introduce you first to the audience before we get to know you. But audience, I want you to know Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook is an internationally renowned master teacher, spiritual and medical intuitive background, mystic shaman, co-creative healing medium expert, energy specialist. She has a background in healthcare as a healthcare professional, and I could go on and on for over 50 years practicing, teaching, and what you've done worldwide on the many countries of the world. Uh, she is also one of the founders of the Global Healing Alliance, a global network of healers with the goal to better educate, empower the empower health practitioners and the public for better health. She's a believer that the globe is in a health crisis. She believes that spending more and getting more of our, we need better education. Dr. Bulbrick, thank you for coming on today and sharing your passion and what you've done with our audience today. Tell us a little bit about where did you grow up and where did you, how did you get where you're at today? Oh, thank you for that introduction, and I'm very happy to do that. I'm uh, currently in Durham, North Carolina, but I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, from my experience, my goal was similar to what you had talked about. I was very interested in science because at the age that I was, that was being... Uh, pursued in the educational arena at every level, and it influenced me as well. So I became uh, originally committed to wanting to study physics, and I was getting ready to enroll in, uh, or start school probably about a month and a half away when I heard a voice in the middle of the night, and the voice said I needed to be a nurse. And for some reason, it stirred within me a very deep understanding that it was a message uh, spiritually guided and directed for me to pursue that path. And as a result of that, I went to a different college than where I was enrolled, and I approached the dean of the School of Nursing, and I told her I was interested in becoming a nurse. And she said to me, um, well, we already have accepted our enrollment for the, like I said, it was only a couple months away. And so I said, well, that is uh, my goal and the path I would like to pursue. So she asked me about some of the things in my background in high school, and I shared them with her. And after I talked about uh, one of the things that I was on the national Honor Society. She said, okay, I'll accept you. And then I said, oh, by the way, uh, I don't have money to come. (laughs) She looked at me like and couldn't believe I said Uh that. She said, all right, I'll put you on the National Institute of Mental Health Training Grant. And that's how I got into nursing and how I started my trajectory on a mental health career and became a psychotherapist, schooled in many different traditions. So Mm -hmm. I followed spiritual guidance early on in my life 
through my uh, spiritual beliefs and tradition, and it was very unexpected for me, but to this day, and as I educate students in different parts of the world who come from different spiritual traditions, the goal is to find, to help them to find their own individual path and what triggers or awakens in them what they're spiritually being guided to do. And I was Have very you know, moved by what you me, said, Sharon. Uh, Doctor, excuse me for interrupting every once in a while because you'll say something and, and you'll educate us in something. And then I'll want to have the audience understand what you're saying. Um, I'm, I'm a believer that if we get the audience and our, our people out there in the world educated about where this is coming from, they'll, on, they'll have a chance to think about what you're saying. Um, now, when you believe in the healing of, of something comes to you as a message, um, uh, now, when a lot of people will say, well, I've never had anything like that happen, really. They, you know, uh, how am I going to get that message uh, to respond to even your teaching or your uh, students to teach? How do people begin to listen to the planet Earth and get a rhythm out of that planet that they're living on with how would they receive that message to be able to respond to that education? What is, how do you teach that? I'm very, I'm very happy to share that. And I'm going to talk by building on what you have just talked about. For example, I'm very connected to plants and the energy of the earth. And when I walk into a room, either at my home or healing center, or if I'm visiting someone, I'm immediately drawn to, if I see a wilted plant, either outside in the yard or in the house. And for myself, I immediately go and water that plant if I see it wilted. I'll stop what I'm doing or moving forward with because I can feel and experience that that plan is calling out to me. And, of course, we're coming out of the season of Christmas uh, here, and many people have bought poinsettias or they see them at the store or um, have visited when they go visit someone. And you notice they're in the stage now of dropping their leaves and many people who don't know how to take care of a plant, uh, very quickly the plant shrivels up or they overwater it and it's a problem. They don't provide appropriate drainage or work with it. So the issue is when you deal with what a plant needs, just like when you deal with what a student needs, quote-unquote, do they need more information? Do they need help to filter out the information they're getting? You will have the best condition for the person to learn and or heal. Does that make sense? Of course it does with me. I've been in research for over 35 years studying the evaporation, and I study the plant life living with the water vapor of the atmosphere and the human water evaporation. Uh, and earth evaporation of water. 
um, you're and for this for the audience to understand where my research comes from to help you to them to understand is you're right about that plant. If people learn how to water the plant, they'll learn how to water and absorb the water they should be drinking. It's vital for themselves. You don't just sip water. That's absolutely you drink water. true. And so water I'll give you an example our life and that... our faith, the faith of all life. As the, it's like one time somebody told me who's an airport scientist controller that the airplane couldn't fly if they weren't studying evaporation. Um, our wireless phones wouldn't work if there wasn't water ev- evaporation, water vapor in the air. All life on the earth lives with that communication and that rhythm of life. And it's like uh, Dr. Chow, who comes on here, has taught us through the years about Qigong and Tai Chi and, and the rhythms of life uh, and the breathing, how vital it is that you learn how to breathe that life. And uh, so people and their faith, and when you were talking, Dr., I was following a prayer of faith because as you pray, hopefully, as people pray, that they're connecting with the rhythm of that message that they're listening for because we're not God. We are not in control. We have to listen. Am I wrong? No, I totally agree with you. And I was just ready to give you an example of everything you're describing. This morning, I had a doctoral student that I'm working with who uh, was uh, starting on reviewing all of her coursework for her comprehensive examination of her work. And I hadn't heard from her for a while because I have an online um, uh, teaching program as well as in-person teaching program in multiple countries. But this was a, a student who was actually in New York, and I'm currently in Durham, North Carolina. And we had an appointment to talk today. On Sunday, I sent her a message asking her how she was doing if she needed help with her educational program. So she called, uh, sent me an email. We set up a time, and we met at 10 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. And so I, I said to her, how, how are things going? And she said, well, I've been sick. And after uh, she had been out of the country helping her father, who had a severe health challenge, and uh, this woman is an energy worker as well and healer and helped her father and to deal with things. And so she recently came back to the United States to get back on target with her studies and her life here because uh, her first goal was to help serve her family and help them to deal with the health crisis they had. So she said that, and I talked to her when she first got back home, which was about three weeks ago, and she said after we talked, she became very ill, and she didn't have the strength to do her work, and she noticed she needed to uh, probably drink more water and pay attention to what she was doing and what she was thinking, and so I listened to her story, 
And then she described how she had tried to resume her studies. And she was pushing herself and struggling with so much information. And she said, it's going to take me a long time to do what I need to do. So shortly after that, I stopped her. And I said, let me share with you a concept in the healthcare field that may assist you. When she was reviewing all the courses she had taken so far at the university and realized, well, I want to go back to this one. It has this information and this study, and I need to report that because the faculty may ask me and quiz me for an exam, et cetera, et cetera. She was becoming very stressed and very worried and said, this is going to take me a long time. So I said, wait a minute. Let me give you a tool to help you to get back on track. In the healthcare system, we do something called triage. So when you come across a crisis of any kind, what you need to do is sort things out. This needs my immediate attention, or this is something uh, that is serious and has to be looked at, but it's not immediate, and then this is something that can wait. So I described to her to put in three separate piles and begin to go through and and not uh, try to figure out everything she needed to do, but do a first step is sorting. And then once you do that, you can begin to see what needs to be done. And I'm going back to my story, walking in the house, seeing the points at a plant that the leaves are falling and they're curled up. And what I do, the first thing I sort, I immediately, okay, does this need to be done right now? Well, yeah, if I don't, I'm going to completely lose this plant. Or is this something I can wait? Or, you know, it, we've got a couple of days. So I immediately triage how I need to deal with the health crisis, quote-unquote, of this plant, or health crisis of a doctoral student, or a health crisis of uh, one of the animals I'm working with, etc. So the challenge becomes for each of us to sort out, to deal with our stress. And so when I gave her a tool and I said, not to worry, we're not asking you to duplicate everything that you've studied in all of these courses. We want to hear from you. It's just like when you receive an email from somebody that's too long. You go, I don't have time to read this. And then you don't communicate with them. And it may be an important piece to you, but if you can't find the critical things you need right away, you may shut down and not learn anything. So your point is well taken, that if you want people, you and I, and I know Effie does, believe in the power of water and how that promotes health and well-being, that we do what we can to begin to change the trajectory of the information that people have. So back to the student, what I was able to say to her, she said, it's really curious that I have been sick. I get a little bit better, and then I work on this project, and I get upset, and what you're saying is really helping me 
to get back on target and to deal with my stress. And I said to her, part of the problem is the energy, the stress is keeping the energy from flowing. You're not getting the rest you need. You're not eating uh, properly, and you're worrying about well, you're not getting the no, work done. I would say, that f- Doctor, the first thing she was not doing, because that's what happens when we're under, even you and I, as much as we know, physicians and scientists, as much as they know, we have a tendency when we're, where we're losing some energy to forget how important some things are Amen. for us. Now, yes. I've got to take one break. We only take one break during the show. So don't go anywhere, and we're going to take a break for our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist, and we'll be right back, and you're going to teach us how we keep that energy with our rhythm of living with the planet, because that rhythm and how we live is so important emotionally. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist, with just a mist. The surface of your eye is 199% water. It has an evaporation. And Nature's Tears Eye Mist, worldwide, the eye mist is going to become an exciting new addition to your everyday routine in time, like you're drinking water. It's 100% water. It's a trade secret water, but it works. And did you know that vision impairment and blindness is out of control, it's because of dry eye. What does dry mean? Loss of water. Well, listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and the eye mist, and with just a mist, and we'll be right back with the doctor. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Today, our guest is Dr. Mary Jo Fulbright, and um, she has been worldwide. She's a scientific uh, in scientific research, and she's been a practitioner, and she's teaching us how to think about ourselves and how important that energy is within ourselves living with this planet. Doctor, you were describing to us your, the, your relationship and your feeling with a plant. That's how I study uh, evaporation, is I'll look out and I'll see the behavior. And, and because I'm into the medical science and into the scientific relationship, to take to the medical field out in the world, which I've done already with the product, Nature's Here's I Mist. When they came to me and they needed a supplement for what was causing blindness, I studied for a year and I showed them how to supplement that surface of the eye to hopefully in time, it'll become kind of like the toothbrush and you're breathing. You'll use it to supplement the eye to slow down at evaporation. Um, so when we began to think about the education going into the medical field, though, and letting, and for them to accept that and getting to regulations being accepted, sitting in a drugstore department and all that we did, we had to get people involved with why that atmosphere is so full of energy, electrolytic. And what you're teaching us today is every living thing is full of energy and you need to learn to use your energy living with that energy with the planet. I call it a rhythm and I'll let you tell us in a minute, but I'll tell you something that I learned so far back. I love water all my life, as long as I can remember. My parents had to pull me out of rapids. They had to pull me out of of uh, the ocean bays with barnacle cuts. I was just out there swimming and da-da. But then as an adult, my, I taught my children how to swim when, when they were a year old. They were babies, and they were five years apart, doctor. Then uh, they knew how to swim and to protect themselves and, and, and respect the water. Well, then we, they were asked, my older daughter, to become a, a competitive swimmer because... She loved to swim, and they need, wanted her to be on a swim team. So we had to learn competitive strokes in the water. Now, when you stop and think about that swimmer in the water, and if you've ever swam, your rhythm in the water is very important to how you deal with whatever, uh, the, however the, uh, the, uh, whatever the water is doing whether it's got a lot of wave, whether it's got um, a, 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 uh, rapids, whatever it may be, uh, whatever it may be, the strength of the water. It could be a swimming pool. How do you swim in it? So we had to learn, I had to learn with the coaches, how to get my daughters to pace with those strokes. I was so fascinated way back in time about how, my daughter looked like she wasn't going fast and she could go break records in a backstroke. 
she could break records in a freestyle, an IM or a, um, a breaststroke, didn't look like she was going fast. But she was pacing that water to do it. And that came nature to her because she'd been swimming since she was a year old. But when you're telling us about people, to think about the energy they have to live and to slow that inner, make that energy work, and I call it rhythm of life. And that's why Dr. Chow, when she was teaching me about Qigong and the Tai Chi, I became so fascinated so long. So I dove in and started studying some of that. And all of a sudden, I thought, my gosh, that is what this is all about, is living our everyday life with that energy coming with us and we reach out to it where we don't think we're living inside of ourselves, but we're living away from ourselves with the planet Earth, with the rhythm and the energy that you're talking about. Now, am I wrong about that? Because you're a master. No, no, no. We're, we're on the same page. We have a little bit different emphasis on how we approach uh, the concepts. And you had asked me earlier uh, to describe, to give some examples, how people can learn how to connect with the rhythm, either the rhythm of the earth and the rhythm of their body. And the story that you shared in relation to your daughter is a good example. And what the example refers to, you had a goal and expectation for your daughter, but your daughter had a goal and expectation for herself. She needed to learn to listen to the voice within or the rhythm within. Then she also listened to the voice without. The without is you, her mother, who wanted the best for her and wanted to guide her. And then she needed to come to grips with, did the two match? How does she create balance in her life to achieve the goal, which is, success in swimming because she was told she needed to be had synchronized swimming it was something different than had been there and she listened she learned she followed her guidance the steps are to take time to be quiet that is either finding a place in your home or either inside if it's or go outside, or sit inside and look outside, but you go within, and you notice, you get quiet. You're not trying to figure things out, because if you're trying to figure things out, that is the ego talking to you. If or you're are you using too much energy? Guidance, yes. Could it be the person? And the energy, because I've always been, I've loved myself personally. As long as I can remember, I was teased to be a nerd uh, person because I love to study. And I study, evaluate everything. I never get out of, I'm never, I'm always calm, way too calm uh, sometimes. <laughs> but back to what you're saying is if the person in our audience, and you're back to the woman you were talking about, that was wanting to go, her energy to do it. She wanted her um, ambition to do it. 
she was in her anxiety and her emotions to accomplish it rather than doing what you had suggested. Let your energy flow. Let your energy work with a rhythm. Pick up a rhythm and don't force anything. Just flow with that rhythm. Um, and she said to you, it's beginning to work because you lis- she listened to you as a master how to gear back and get away from that ambition and emotion to force it. Uh, and that's what swimmers have to do, by the way, in the water with their coaches. And, and you watch it. Is, uh, but with life, we're swimming in life because we're living with the water atmosphere, the rhythm of that. Yes. And there's no doubt that that rhythm and every bit of atmosphere around the world is, is, is changes. It, it, it will change forever. And with the, what you're teaching, doctor, is so important to health education. Can, can you imagine what is going on out there right now with all of these emotions? What are they going to solve? Yes. Well, um, I think uh, one of the things that I'm going to be focusing on this week and encouraging others to do is to go to that inner stillness place to achieve peace. Right now, we have so much attention in our country, in the United States, where people are being bombarded with very difficult challenges that are facing our government, that are facing the leaders and the decision makers, we need to come up with a new way. And this is why when there were three of us who gathered together to form Global Healing Alliance, our goal is to look at how to approach healthcare and find new ways, revolutionary ways, on how we can achieve what is needed individually And as we deal with the flow of the energy within the body, within the universe, that is how health is maintained. And if we put too much attention on the problems, it's similar to what I described that my student was doing, was worrying about all the information, all she had to deal with. When I shared with her the reason why she was becoming sick and continually staying sick It was her mind that was creating the turmoil rather than the flow of the natural energy within that is spiritually guided. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spiritual guidance. Yes. And how we find uh, what is right for our individual path. Doctor, have you ever had a test? Doctor, have you ever had a situation in your life to where it was an emergency? It was really a serious emergency, and you had to react to that emergency without all energy. You had to react and do it correctly. Have you ever had that happen? Um, I've had many examples connected to that, and I'll share one in relation to an exchange with a student. And this is a new, not a student, a client. Uh, This client happened to be a graduate of my training program, which is called Transform Your Life Through Energy Medicine. She has her own private practice as a life coach and healer and had become ill with uh, cancer 
that was that was very serious. And she was able to get on top of the cancer and deal with that very effectively when she had a fall. And as a result of the fall, she had three vertebrae that were cracked. She needed surgery. She had surgery about six months ago and was in constant pain. The surgery um, was able to get the pain down a little bit, but not completely eliminate it. So she called me and said, the doctors want me to start back on chemotherapy. They also want me to um, uh, have more drug therapies. And she said, I want to approach it spiritually. I want to look at the energetics in my life what I need to do to be able to heal myself. So we spent a half hour with an on-phone interview, and she actually lives close by. So uh, in a couple days, she came for an in-person treatment. And immediately when she came in, I said, tell me what your pain is. My pain is uh, uh, eight or nine. Uh, and uh, so I said, I said, show me where the pain is, and she showed me, and I said, I think our role is to immediately start working on the energetics of the flow of energy in your body and see if we can change the pain tra- trajectory that you're experiencing. So in a short period of time, I did a number of things and had her do things the pain went down to about uh, a three or a four, and I saw an area in her body or where she, I said, tell me where the pain is, and she described it. I said, take your hand and place it on that area. And when she did that, I said, what comes to you? A picture, a sound, a word, a memory? And so she described what came to her, and I said, Now I invite you to release the pain associated to that old memory. So she worked on that, and then I said to her, now what is the pain? And she said, the pain is gone. So in a short period of time, a pain that she had had for six months that was constant, she, uh, with coaching and guidance and support, was able to energetically completely get rid of the pain. So she had taken her braces off that she had supporting her body where her back had had surgery. I said, okay, now I'm going to walk with you to the car to see if it triggers the pain again. And I taught her things she needed to do to get the energy flowing again as it would shut down and what the problems was. And she was drinking water continually while we were doing this as well. And uh, so I said, before we walk to the car, I want you to take some deep breaths and see yourself getting to the car without pain, and, and you lead the way, go as slow or as fast as is comfortable for you. So we got to the car. I said, how are you doing? She said, fine, I have no pain. I said, before you get in the car, I want you to keep your energy flowing and focus on releasing the discomfort 
uh, if you have any and that you're going to be okay. She did that. She got in the car. I We've lost her on the phone. She may call the studio back because we can tell that she's touched a button or she's lost her um, uh, phone uh, has gone dead. So, um, again, what, uh, what, uh, what she was trying to teach us is that your mind can, can work for you with all symptoms. And what is happening today, we need to learn to calm down. Take it a pace that when we go out and we want to use our energy and our ambition and our emotions to solve things or with our health, it doesn't work. Dr. Bulbrick? Somehow I lost the connection. Okay. We only have a minute left of the show. Yeah. And, uh, but your story there, the person was able to get into the car. And they didn't have the pain. And I was saying to the audience, it's how our mind works. We need to learn to pace our energy. We need to pace ourselves and the flow. Don't try to do it within. Do it from without uh, with the energy. But again, we're out of time now. But how would you like for the audience to find you? How can we find you uh, out there? Uh, well, we are going to be launching the GlobalHealingAlliance.com uh, by January the 30th, and or you can go to my website, which is EnergyMedicinePartnerships.com, or mm-hmm. contact me, Mary Jo, at EnergyMedicinePartnerships.com. Thank you, Sharon. Right. I've enjoyed it very much. Well, thank you. We bless you for all that you're doing. You be well. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. The power of water and water life science. The crisis is there, but oh, what it, we can solve it. I said to everybody, and I think it's time that we get the medical field to start looking at it with us because Nature Sears Eye Mist is in the medical field, 100% water, the eye mist. The, it's time that we started looking at all that we're learning, that life can be full of healthiness if we're willing to study and learn. And, and don't rush it. Learn. Pace it. Put somebody's heart in your hands, especially a child, because they're all perfect. And listen to the whispers of our planet. It's whispering to us. You be well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.